Hey, Kath. Hey, Don. Open up my window. <laughs> oh, my gosh, we're not alone. And we've been here for quite some time because <laughs> we had a great conversation the that didn't conversa- record. <laughs> this is take two. Take two. It's still going to be fantastic because you know what? We're going to remember what we talk about. It's just going to be different. Sometimes you just have to love differently. That's all. Do you know what? What? I just adjusted the sound yeah. and it wouldn't have sounded as good. It was really loud. Oh. oh. Yeah. What so sounded that's good? That's a positive. You know what? It Sophie, sounded you good. Weren't here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. So much was wrong. What a nice impression we've made with our new friends <laughs> and neighbor, yes. Marianne, Hi, Marianne is here. Hi, she thought she was going to be here for I like studio her. audience. <laughs> she, and we were like, no, no you get, no, on, the you're mic. get on the mic. Uh-huh. <laughs> bullied you. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, peer pressure. I'm a little pressure. more comfortable now, though. Oh, okay, <laughs> good. So that's it's good. take two. Right. Yes, we had a great conversation. You missed all the deep sex secrets we told. We told. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about my deep religion. No, I'm just kidding. No, we didn't. Oh my god, that was not funny. That was not, that funny. Was not <laughs> funny at all, Kathy. You just killed she it. Meant her cult. That's what she her meant. cult. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, Don, this is crazy. Welcome back. We took a two-week hiatus, and here we are, and we're doing it. I and I'm so excited about it. I took it. it very seriously. The hiatus. You did. And people, we were talking earlier that. People were not happy. <laughs> we, we got messages. We Where's got the messages. podcast? Where's the podcast? What the hell? Did you, re- did you erase know. it? I didn't even like post on Instagram a lot at all. You know what? We just needed a break. Well, I was going, well, I wanted to tell you. I, now I can't tell the story again because it's not going to be funny, but I'm going to tell it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sophie didn't hear it. <laughs> Sophie, Sophie, do you know the story about what I'm about to say? Okay. You don't because I didn't, t- you don't know until I tell you. So, um, as you know, if you watch on uh, watch, if you see on Facebook, uh, we took pictures of my new spirit space. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yes, it is beautiful. Thank you so much. I love it. And uh, and Marianne, being my neighbor, got to see it from beginning to end. That it went up quickly and amazing, and I was just so impressed uh, with Eric. Uh, yeah, Addie's, Addie's husband's. Right. Our original banana is Addie. And her, her husband, husband is a contractor, did a great job. Amazing job. And if you live in the Hudson Valley, we'll give you a recommendation. Yes. Just PM us. us. PM us. Um, <laughs> P- DM. DM. Yeah. Oh, DM, not PM. <laughs> <laughs> PM us? What is Well, PM <laughs> is okay. Anyway. It's DM. All right. But okay. <laughs> PM us. W. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so, um and henry really worked hard on this room i mean they really i don't know i just felt like they really took it and ran with it and it was amazing and they worked really hard i had one assignment and i'll just tell the joke again i had one assignment and i was to glue the the numbers on the house so I had bought. Now you guys have to pretend to laugh after. You, so, <laughs> I'll still laugh at you because okay. you're still a dumbass. So, so I had one assignment, and I was saying to Marianne that in our house, like 
I just hear a lot, oh, babe, like I'm always doing something crazy. Like I'm the person that goes into the pool, comes out and thinks you should change right away. Have you ever put a bra like when you're wet and I get tangled up and he walks in <laughs> and he's like, it's okay. Just take a deep breath. I'll untangle you. I'm that I'm that lady. Okay. So I always say he's not only my husband, he's also my direct care worker because I because <laughs> I'm always he's always coming in going, oh, babe, I'm like tangled. So I used this Gorilla Glue and I and I was holding it up on the numbers and it was sliding down. Gorilla Glue takes a long time. You didn't say that the first time. I then didn't say Gorilla Glue, or I would have said that takes forever. <laughs> that takes forever. Yeah. In the package, it had a second tube, and the second tube was like a crazy glue type of Gorilla Glue. So I said, "Oh, let me try this." So I put it on. I was so proud of myself. The numbers are awesome. So I come into the kitchen. I'm having a conversation with Henry. Blah blah blah. And all of a sudden, I notice that my thumb and. <laughs> I'm just like walking around and I go, babe, oh, Henry, look what happened. And I was like crying, like really upset. And he goes, babe, okay, okay, take a deep breath. It's going to be fine. Like he's always talking me down. And so uh, I didn't have any nail polish remover or anything. So it said that you had to wait. So you had to like wash your hand. It's like a layer of skin. So I was walking around with like Rafiki hands. Both of her hands. Both of them. Not just one hand. <laughs> yeah. It was, I could do props with my hands. Like, it was really ridiculous. And so, anyway, that's the story <laughs> that came up, like, with this two weeks. And I was like, oh, my God. So, because Donna was like, so how was your two weeks? I'm like, I, I gorilla glued my hands together, my fingers <laughs> together. It was great. I had a lot to think about. And so, I had to use this time to kind of uh, reacclimate my space and it was amazing. And I'm just happy we're back on the podcast. I did miss doing it. Yeah. Because we do spend a lot of time together. But I just really I know. You were missing me. I was missing you. I think I've been. You were FaceTiming me a lot. <laughs> you know what? I, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like hi. And I like wave. Hi. I miss you. We feel, I, f- I don't feel connected. <laughs> <laughs> I always say like, that. Oh, my God. She's like, God, get away from me. Like, I don't feel connected. Can we, let me just hold you. Let me just hold your head, you know? Oh, I know, but we we have a trip coming up. Yeah. Oh wait, did I segue into something? No, it's okay. okay. All right. No, it's okay. We're actually in talking about you know the room becoming yeah. what it is. Kathy is using that space. It's not just a living room or a family room. It's actually your spirit room. Yeah. It's actually a functional room for multiple people to come. I love that. And um, mm-hmm. you know, you actually had a family today come i had a family one of the things that you're doing uh mentioned it on instagram and facebook is that you help people deal with going back to school anxiety so you actually had a family today i did how did that go it was amazing actually i'm glad you asked me that i forgot about that um i didn't forget about them but we were talking before is um i am very sensitive to children you know i've talked about on the podcast before that i work with children who have or indigo children who have spiritual experiences families that have to you know that need support with kids who who have a, a big third eyes you know that type of thing and the one thing growing up is i had school anxiety and i had school anxiety because i had a learning disability and it was very difficult for me and i always felt uh that i was i was teased a lot you know it, in the younger grades until of course I had boobs and long hair. And then all of a sudden I was very popular 
But going through that time, I know, I can't I'd add that. So, uh, but grade school and junior high was very tough for me at times. And so I always felt like if I didn't have Donna, I don't think I would have survived school. And I actually refused to go to high school. Like I, I sat in the parking lot and was like, I'm not going in, this, in that school. And I had one person help me. I had one teacher who came out, Mrs. Hinsman. I don't think she's going to listen to the podcast, but I didn't think Marianne was listening <laughs> to the podcast and she's our neighbor. But Mrs. Hinsman came out and she helped. She was the only person that got me in. And you know what she said to me? She goes, I really don't care if you want to come to school or not, but don't make me look bad in front of my principal. And if I can get you in this, it's going to really impress everybody. <laughs> she, she like could read me like how I read people. Like she knew that I cared more about other people than myself. So she was like, don't make me look bad. Mm-hmm. Come into the, and I said, all right, I'll come in, but don't make me go to a class. I was like, no, she goes, no, you can hang out with me today. That's how she got me in. And I was like, if it wasn't for Don, if it wasn't for certain people, I don't think I would have survived school. I had so much anxiety. And I had realized I had anxiety about the unknown and the social aspect and um, all the energy that other people have. I didn't, we didn't, we don't know then what we know now. And so with all those tools growing up, and even though I'm older, um, I still have certain anxieties uh, with crowds going into new things and for whatever. Right, you were conquering them. You were going out on adventures this I year was. This was my year. To, to prepare you for what's next. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. And so I put it out there and Donna was so supportive and thank you for supporting me mm-hmm. with this um, that I have, um, if you ha- have a child that has um, school anxiety at this point, it doesn't matter what age. Yeah. Um, you know, I have sliding scale. I'm going to help. I'm going to help them. I'm going to do my best. Yeah. And so I had quite a few kids. I had a quite uh, a few callers and it was awesome. And it was great to have like a little support group with kids. And we sat together and I was part of the support group. And I was like, who here has anxiety in school? And I raised my hand and so did they. And I was like, this is why I had anxiety. Why do you have anxiety? And it became this really collaborative, like, oh, you went through that too? I'm like, yeah, just because you're older doesn't mean we don't feel. Although right. <laughs> it doesn't mean we don't feel. And so I did some sound meditation, some sound healing, gave him some crystals, safety plan, safety plan, calming plan, helped with parents too, mm-hmm. uh, what to do, you know, when they're feeling this way and how they feel about it. And what another thing that we talk about is that as caregivers, it doesn't mean if you're a parent or not, but as caregivers, or even if you live with people, your energy feeds off into everybody else so if you're anxious and crazy your kids or people around you're going to be crazy that's something i had to work on really yes it's hard it's hard to realize that you know your energy picks up and if if you're have a big energy and a big personality it's tough and that's what some of these kids were working with Mm. like actually yeah and it was nice that you were able to use your room and have multiple people i know it's my first time so great and they're with kids i love that the first time i had you know a client was like with kids yeah that's Mm. a good way to start for sure for me yeah i love the babies amen yeah amen clap it on out out. (laughs) that's awesome yes yeah and it's just uh part of the progression of where we started you know it's it's part of the path 
Yeah. And it was serendipitous how you got the money. It was serendipitous how it's we crazy. found the contractor and how quickly it was done and the weather cooperated and right. it everything. was insane. It was everything. It was actually it happened very quickly. I mean, I know people who've had house projects that get dragged on and on and there's problems and you didn't have that. No, I didn't. Knock wood. Knock on wood. You know what it was? I um so how it started was I w- I was trying to practice a new healing ritual. So, of course, I have to call my Sophie and Joy. I said, what are you doing? I have to practice. And they came over. And I realized that um, during the healing, during the sound, I was being affected by it. And I started to cry. And they were my support staff. <laughs> and they were like, "Why?" It's like all of a sudden, I felt like I said, I feel like I'm outgrowing my space. I felt so crowded. I just was so overwhelmed with it that I think my spirit is getting bigger. My energy is getting bigger and that does affect your environment. And we had this beautiful uh, porch that was screened in. And uh, I said, I wish that we could close in that porch so I'd have a space. And Joy and Sophie were like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put a jar out. And then here's a couple bucks. They put money in the jar. Here's the beginning of your fund. We're going to get this room going. I barely talked about it with Henry, maybe once or twice. And two days later, he came home and he was like, babe, I got money for the porch. Let's do the porch. Let's do it now. And I was like, oh, my God. I just started. Right. And then she's like, now I have to find a contractor. And I said, Addie's husband could use the work. He just is in transition from the last position he was in. And and then I never work where she works and I don't usually. And then all of a sudden I was like, I was holding on to them until I can find somebody great. Right. Uh, because I just, I, you know, I, I, especially if it's the space, how I'm working it, I can't have just anybody work on that space. You can't be angry working yeah. on my spirit <laughs> space. You, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. you can't be a curmudgeon doing my space. Um, and then I just went. I, it was like it wasn't even a thought about a thought I said Addie um, when can he start yeah I have the money we're gonna do it and that's it and he committed he was a communicator he was everything he was positive he had music playing he was just it was just he, and and um, I was told that he could hear me gonging he's like she gongs I gong he put up with the gonging and and all the work that I was doing he was open-minded and like between him and Henry it was like made out of love I was like oh my god this is great so that's how that happens and I was telling you trust the process man when it's the divine timing you just gotta go with it Mm -hmm. you just don't fight it and I could have fought it I could have fought it because I'm like I've never been in debt like I'm not somebody I like try not to live live with yeah we live within our means I am not except for my pool now (laughs) (laughs) and I was just like but it's an investment it's like this is about for sure and we were talking about it before it's like any major I never go against what spirit says I've always listen to spirit if spirit says you got to make a left i make a left i don't question it i just do it mm-hmm. this was a driving force this was you have to get your space you have we've, we figured out how to do it just do it it's gonna be okay and, I, and there was a few times i'm like i'm not doubting but this is a lot yeah this is, i'm not used to uh, adulting it i don't overwhelming. <laughs> i yeah. don't adult like this yeah i have a very different way of adulting and i'm like Oh my God, bills, credit cards, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I can do it. It's going to be all right. Yeah. Anyway. And you're doing it. And I'm doing it. it. And I'm doing it. Yeah. Started out, uh, you know, you started out in a little basement. 
at a friend's house. <laughs> yeah. How many, 15 years ago or something? Like over 16 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, in my car, I had people sit in my car. I had. What was that called? It was called Temple on the Run. <laughs> Temple on the Run. Temple on the Go. And then um, I did it. We I had some at my house, not a lot. And then I had to rent a, like a lawyer conference room. And I would put people on the conference table and do energy work on the conference table. That wasn't too comfortable. Um, and then I got out of that. And then it was like kind of just drifting. I just drifted a lot. And it was always in my own space. And this is the first time that I claimed I like can claim mm -hmm. a decent space to do the work I'm supposed to be You're doing supposed to be doing it. Yeah, I'm supposed to be doing Yeah, and it's all yours. Yeah, it's all, all roads lead led to this. this. And I'm yeah. excited because I'm still living. So I got a big path. So I'm like, well, what's not that I look at the future, but my faith is even stronger because I'm like, oh, this is happening. I can't imagine what else you're going to set up. Well, you're going on the road. I mean, we're going on the road, not going on the road in that way. Like we were trying to like Bing Crosby, Bob Hope. We're going to have the bus with our sign is. with the sisters are yeah, in <laughs> microphone. We're going to get, yeah, we're going to get a, like a small minivan with like a wrap. <laughs> A wrap of our podcast. faces. Yeah. I want a megaphone. No, it's what's next. I mean, we were, you know, <laughs> August 31st. You want a megaphone. Like yeah. Pee Wee. La, 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 la. <laughs> Cards of the well, podcast. <laughs> um, what was I saying all day? Oh, wait. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch out. like SNL? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who knew? I just, I, just, I just started saying that all day today. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, that uh, August 31st was our first recording two years ago. Right. And if y there's no way that we could have predicted, like, we couldn't see, we still can't. We don't see the end game. I don't know what the end game is, if there is an end game. Like, we're just here now doing it, what's next? And so, you know, first dealing with how we talk on the microphones. I mean, just like how we can do this. Right. The and then technical how aspect. To, yeah, technical aspect and how to put it out there. Then it was, how do we present ourselves to the world <laughs> social media? Are you going to spit? Yeah. Can we be presentable? Can we be presentable? <laughs> the answer is Are sometimes. Are we housebroken? Yeah. The answer is sometimes. Are we going to lose all family and friends? You know? I mean, we get... We get more positive reinforcement than we get negative. Absolutely. You know, which there's love, but like, you know, you can't please everyone as right. Marianne said earlier. Um, yeah, basically fuck you. If you know, some of you, but well, like it, don't listen. Don't listen. don't listen. Turn the knob down. Right. No, Somebody, don't listen. I mean, you might get yeah, some out of it. I got criticized <laughs> once because I threatened Kathy with physical violence too oh, much. Stop. And someone was like, you know, it might turn off you know, certain, it might turn off people because people are sensitive to violence against women. I was like, it's not violence against women. It's violence against my little sister. <laughs> it's different. And I have the right to sit on her and pretend to spit and suck it back up. And I'm 50 years old and I still do that. Ah, ah. <laughs> so don't listen. Then don't listen. Don't yeah. listen. I'm totally okay with that. Anyhow. So that was, that was it. And then it was, you know, Kathy realized uh, through the vehicle of the podcast that we were reaching more people and people who kind of had an idea that she was reading, doing readings and doing spiritual work, um, got more in depth and un uh, a more 
understanding about yeah. what the big picture is with right. you. And then you had more readings, like yeah. so much so, and uh, s- sessions that she was able to quit her job. I did. Yay. So yes, that, that did. happened naturally from this. That, yes. Then you're in the spirit room in your house, which yeah. was little, and people had to lay on the floor <laughs> in a diagonal way. They were awesome. One at a time, and people didn't care. Yeah. And I it was that. a great space. Yeah. And it's Thank where you. we originally recorded the podcast till Sophie was able to figure out how to make it so sound okay without needing all of the accoutrement of like a studio space right and then um from that we decided to do workshops yeah and then from that we decided to let's do give Patreon. a shout out to Susanna. yeah Susanna. Susanna. Was, you know people Believed. came in our path who i wouldn't have guessed that were going to be as uh, supportive and yeah. a partnership and so having the relationship with people like allison and right Susanna right and who's the one that's taken all the workshops heidi heidi oh shout God. out shout outs to everybody i swear like, it's, it's amazing it's so amazing people, and then beautiful people to do patreon right. to help us pay for to support us to support us because you know all of our subscriptions of tech you know technology likes how do we not pay out of pocket you know like because we have to pay um like vimeo and the um whatever we use yeah whatever we use yeah and everything has a subscription so so we decided okay well if we could just get x amount of dollars a month maybe we can offer people something and so actually the five dollar a month people on patreon our bananas is our backbone we love you guys so much yes and, and what we didn't expect banana. was that uh a small community came out of that yeah it's so really amazing people there's been a nice support system of that and it's five ten or twenty dollars a month and our vips are twenty dollar a month people they get crystal they get crystals of the month yeah so and we do a mailing every month wow. crystal yeah. of the month and then ten dollars you get uh meditation and i'm much better at it i can do it via video yes. and so we're going through the chakras right now so every month you'll get a um a meditation on a chakra and to help with that to get the energy and from, have access to kathy and have access to me yeah of course everybody so has access good. to me so the patrons are so then yeah. Then after that was workshops, right? Did workshops, right? yeah. We already said workshops. Okay, workshops, e- but more intense. eBay. Workshops. Then we did. N- oh, did we do eBay? We didn't do eBay. What are you selling on eBay? What? The, why don't I'm not on eBay, am Etsy. I? No, Etsy. you're on Etsy, <laughs> dingbat. I'm not on eBay. Yeah, now you're on Etsy. And what's interesting is we started Etsy. I don't remember June, July. I don't remember, but it's it's coming off. It's good. And what Kathy didn't realize, expect it, is that. I have to use a computer and a printer well, and it stresses out. me out. Yeah. But now we've realized that Kathy can't not be Kathy. So when she connects with the buyer, if oh. she happens to know them or they're a supporter of ours, now she's making custom stuff. Yeah. So the person can yeah. buy not today spray, but Kathy's like, oh, I think wait, you need a little, you need this get too. <laughs> so you get this too. You get this too. You get so a, I think, you know, I think we're adding, um, like a blank box. Like, I'm going to do a blank box and say, what do you want? Yeah. What do you need? Let me know. So people are like, Oh, I want to give a gift too. So Kathy's like, Oh, in that case. And so she's making custom stuff, but that's okay. I made a really nice. I You're like, connecting yeah, with our listeners. It's evolving. Yeah, so that's it's really evolving. Great. So it's evolving. And so because Kathy has really embraced 
I'm talking to Marianne. It's like, is it talk to no, it's, I'm used to it. I'm used to it. It's okay. <laughs> because you, Kathy, yeah. have embraced this creating sprays, creating the crystal bracelets, yeah. the create, you know, you've really like. I really have become something I never knew I could be. I know. <gasps> I don't think like, I could say that again, but that was great. <laughs> it made medical sense. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. You're that like was a cr- merchant. That's and so, yeah. Uh, I signed her up. You're doing, um, you're doing hi nico you're doing us hi yes you're doing a psychic fair in putnam county yep in october yep there are a couple of things other things you might be doing that we're waiting to hear yeah and we're actually going out and exploring bigger venues and bigger tell them where we're going tell marion we're going so next saturday this Saturday. This Saturday, Oh, Don. Jesus, this Saturday. We're going to the, oh gosh, I forgot what it's called. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Light Power, blah, blah, blah. Holistic Expo outside of Philly. How fun Ooh. is that? It looks I like know. a big thing. It might be like, I might go there and be like, you're all full of shit. <laughs> you <laughs> That's never what know. I'm kind of predicting she's going right. to be like. I, but I, go with, I go with a real skeptic eye. Um, and I go with the, I just like, I... I just, I just, it's a self-esteem booster for me. Like when I go, cause I realize, wow, I, I am pretty good at what I do. Yeah. Like I'm right. pretty good at what I so do. So we're just yeah. kind of seeing like what's out there. So Kathy could pack up her car, sell her stuff, meet people and like kind of expand our market right. that way. Cause Kathy Even has embraced, right? Kathy has embraced traveling on her own. Clapped on that. <laughs> she actually went to New York by herself a couple of times. Yep. Wow. I drove did. there and everything. Big deal. Big deal. So yeah. Kathy has like conquered the like travel thing. Not afraid. You went uh, to Cincinnati with Josh I and did. Justin and, to and Nancy, Nancy and yep. you went to that big huge. I went to yeah the Victory of Lights. Yeah. Um, and that was an amazing trip. So uh, expanding the market, that's moving forward. Yeah. I mean, we just keep moving forward. We just keep moving forward. And I have have, a yeah, question. yeah, yeah, yeah. For some people who might not know, yes. oh. what exactly do you do at a workshop? Like, what is a workshop? <gasps> See, that's why she's sitting here. Because I keep I'm glad you asked that. Marianne. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that. So I don't know what I do. I have if to you say, go back, you're listening to the podcast now. So if you recall sorry, I drink out of- um, the series, which was in our first year, which was build your toolbox. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we kind of expand on that toolbox idea. So we went through each chakra, right? And because chakras are the, fundament- the vortex of energy, we all have it. I mean, the one thing, whatever you believe or don't believe, um, the one thing you can't deny is that there's energy, right? Right. So we always talk about the energy right now that you and me and Kathy have right here in the middle of us. To me, that's the higher power. That's my God energy. Kathy has a different definition of God energy. But nevertheless, that energy is between us and it's going. There's also other energy that's going around us all the time. Do you ever walk into a particular f- piece of woods on a path? You're like, this feels so amazing and so healing. I love this space or the ocean. <laughs> no. no. Do you ever walk into a building and you're like, yes. I love this place mm-hmm. or of the energy, I don't like this place or, or I don't like this you place. don't like this place. That's because of energy. And the earth is a big battery and we are at living. We all share energy, right? So within our own bodies, there's energy that goes through. Every culture, every belief system, 
has something similar about energy that goes through your body. So Chinese believe the chi, right? Yeah, right. That's mm -hmm. your power. So I just have to yeah. say, Nico's fine. <laughs> We had him all day. So he was the not best. here. He never cried. He never cried. I'm he was just saying. He even let me hold him. I know. Right? I know. So I'm we'll just have saying, Sophie. <laughs> so he wants to be out here with us. Let him be out here. That's all right. So, so anyway, during a workshop, the last series of workshops that we had last year, we sh we would concentrate first. The first one we did was talked about all of the chakras. We check our own energy, and how to keep ourselves in balance and we would meditate and just so give you the tools so we work with crystals we'd work with pen teach you how to use a pendulum teach you we would talk about um attitude how to let go how to move forward it's like you know any workshop that we do it's really focused on how to balance yourself how what to is be better how to yeah how to live your authentic self so right um for example my own i'm blocked usually in my sacral area and i know that already and i try very hard to work at it kathy has kathy and i have always worked on tools together da, da, da. and um that's where your creative your creativity lives your joy and where a lot of women hold on to their trauma and yeah. so how do you work through that trauma how do you stay balanced keep joy that's what we do it's where my sugar okay. addiction yeah. lives yeah. You know, yeah. and so, so it's recognizing your mm -hmm. own demons, recognizing your own challenges, recognizing your own blocks. So each workshop is different depending on what we want, what what's, you know, the whim. We tend to go in a row of the chakras because that's kind of where um, I base my spirit on is that there, in order for you to get beyond the. So my belief system is this, is that you are 90 percent spiritual and 10 percent human. And so we have to focus on the 10%, which is the earth stuff, before we can get into our higher power. Because if we don't take care of, as Donna said, your trauma, if you don't, if you don't take care of your trauma, if you don't take care of the things you hold on to, if you don't practice those things that hold you back from your happiness, you can't go beyond, you can't go beyond yourself. Yeah. So my, I feel like my job is that, is that to help people kind of, understand where they're stuck and why they're blocked so that they can go above and connect with their god goddess selves the universe selves very good so now yeah. we all know okay if you didn't know I, <laughs> thank you for that now question you know. no, no, now you know. was that too long no i no, think that's good so it's good yeah so i really love our workshops i love being with a group of people it's where i thrive i'm working on a project now um, to kind of organize that. And I don't want to say it out loud until I finish it because, you know, I realize people do listen. So, uh, but it's basically describing um, our, I guess, our segments of ourselves, um, our levels of what, how to get through each level so that you can connect and have peace of mind. The whole purpose is to have peace of mind. Yeah. Don't you think so? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we get so stressed out for things that just don't even exist. Yep. This, so this year we're talking about what we've done so far because we've come back from this two-year process is that I channel for myself. You know what channeling is? No. So channeling is when you can um, 
bring higher higher energy higher vibrations so like you channel in your body and then do the messages through them they can use your body to get yeah yeah so that's different that's that's a very intense process um but i've been able to do that my whole life and i don't normally do that for people and uh but i have been doing i've have a new spirit guide, not a spirit guide, but I have Gabriel, who's my spirit, as you've met, I've mm-hmm. mentioned, I've mentioned to him. Yeah. And Metatron has come in and Metatron is like the kind of the boss of the angels. I try to make it as easy as possible. And I ended up channeling him and it was really life changing. Um, it was a really life changing experience for me to see kind of the messages that we forget to receive that we live in a we're living in a society we're living in a culture that's sad we're Mm. very sad and that they're watching us if you want to say they the energy whatever is is watching our destruction and sadness and so how do we help each other with that that's something we would talk about okay yeah i mean we've we've definitely talked about um one of the things that I think uh, is our success is that we don't label our beliefs specifically. We don't label your beliefs specifically and that we believe we have more in common than we don't. Yeah. That was a good conversation. Unfortunately we had that. I know. You know Um, that. Okay. Sorry. Um, We're on the podcast. Don't forget. She's feeding feeding Nico. (laughs) Um, We have more in common than we don't. And one of the things that we have in common is to love, Right. And so during these really divisive times, it's very easy to be distracted by the things that we don't have in common. And it's very hard to remember that this country, humanity, has been through similar uh, places. Mm -hmm. I just think the difference between then and now is that we get instantaneous information. We get instantaneous disinformation and we get instantaneous information that's genuine all at the same time. And I think that there's been no precedent for us to process that. Mm -hmm. And we're all kind of like learning to walk and talk in this way in the, you know, for me in the eve of robots, Mm -hmm. right before they take us over. But nevertheless, we're trying to navigate how do we maintain our humanity during this time of incredible information and technology that should, we we know in our hearts, like everything has been made to be better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And... You know, when people complain about social media, for example, it's a tool, how you use it. Like, I don't, I don't talk about politics on my social media because most of my friends know my politics. stuff. Sometimes I do, but it's mostly sharing information or action. So, but I don't have a problem with people who don't have the same, I don't know, drive or desire to follow that action. But... You know, Facebook to me now is just a glorified phone book. I don't expect to get self-assurance from it. So how do you use social media? If you're depressed from it, you're using it wrong. Mm-hmm. Right, right. right. Yeah. That's like with anything. With, yeah, anything. with anything. So I feel like um, spirituality is the same thing. If you're getting that information from <coughs> some place that has a very specific agenda, it might not 
like jive with you. Right, right. Right. So uh-huh. Kathy and I talk about things that are flexible in how you can apply that information. So our workshops are I mean, there are people who have taken our workshops that I could tell they were like, this is just a corny workshop. But then there are other people that it's changed their lives for the better. It's how you use it. Yeah, yeah it's what you're open to. And I'm okay with, like, you know, like I said, I'm available. You know, um, I use my gift and, and whoever's presented in front of me, I know is being sent to me. There's never like a time I'm like, I shouldn't be, you know, I already know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, I just you have to be flexible. I think I'm flexible with whatever somebody needs. Sometimes people just need reassurance. Sometimes people just need validation. Sometimes people just need a hug. Sometimes people just need to cry. Yeah. And some people really need deep cleansing and an exorcism. You got to do what you got to yeah, do. Right. <laughs> you just got to do what you got to do. We're going to take a break. Yes. Because I have to cough. And when we come back, we're gonna. We're gonna. Talk we're, can, more. We, can we just talk about why Marianne's here? Yeah, I know. When we come back, <laughs> we didn't even talk about why you're here. It's I know. So when we come back. Right, we're back hey right, hey Oof. i know the initial conversation that we had that didn't save yes we forgot we digressed already <laughs> so marianne is a neighbor yay, yay. and i'm gl- kind of glad sophie's here for this because i don't know that sophie remembers or knows the story or has a different All opinion right, wait, hold on Can, i just wanted to tell her how she got here because i does everybody remember who's listening tits hung crazy you have to listen to that there's in THC, in that episode, I talk about my neighbor. And the funny thing is, is that I said, oh, they never listen to the podcast. She won't listen to the podcast. She won't listen to the podcast. It so we totally matter. talked about her. And then, she's like, <laughs> and then like a couple of weeks later, she's like, uh, Marianne came up to me and was like, I didn't know you had a podcast. And in my head was, I know it was positive. I know I talked to her. And I know what I said. I had to say, and it was all positive. And I was laughing so hard because I'm like, I did not expect you to listen to our podcast. I am so glad that we connected like that. I know it's great. It is awesome. It is. When you said you talked about us, I'm like, oh god, it's because we didn't mow our lawn. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. You're not. No, not at all. Kathy was talking about how my mom had. (laughs) the habit of hanging out this kitchen window with her nightgown yeah yelling to communicate (laughs) right and so my dad called it thc (laughs) ticks hung crazy (laughs) and i would and And kathy was like i'll never do that and then she found herself actually she did but it was positive it was like you're such a good kid like and he's just like waving at me the son you were yelling at marianne's son son. going you're such a good kid with good THCing and I'm like the poor kid so funny but um I didn't really know I met you many years ago just like in passing I don't Mm -hmm. know anything but that you were a catalyst for a great conversation that we had with um my dad it was around the time that uh dad was getting very loopy 
and he had a moment do you know this sophie he had a moment where he panicked thinking that you needed help or something went out of his house in the driveway realized he was being silly or he lost his way changed his mind and in his mind he decided to come back into his house but he didn't he walked into your house yeah he came to our house he but the thing your... is, I didn't know till today that he thought something was wrong. Yeah. He just came over and it walked not in. Not that he would yeah. walk in ever, but it wasn't like a big deal. He was morbidly we embarrassed. All the time. Yeah. So he came in and we were like, oh, hey, Bob, you know, we were just talking. I have no idea what we talked about. And then he left. And he told me that he thought for a moment that you were in his house. He didn't realize. Well, he and he must have. He played it off. Yeah, he I did. I no idea. Yeah. He did, but it was definitely uh, a turning point in mine and Kathy's relationship with him that it was it allowed us to have the conversation like, okay, Dad, now that you've experienced that, we've experienced you doing that stuff and you've been in denial about that. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a natural progression of aging and getting sicker. Let's just put safety, you know, plans right. in place. It's funny that he told you because I would have never said anything. Because to me, he just came over to talk. He was, and that was so that. embarrassed. He didn't seem loopy. He didn't. He needed to talk about it because he felt so terrible. So it was really a good. It was it, you know, for him it was a turning point and a, a horribly right. embarrassing. You guys handled it so well. You were so gracious. And it allowed us to have a conversation about, okay, dad, so... And I actually said to him, I'm like, do you need me to talk to her? And he was like, no, 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 no. And he said, I'm going to bake her a bread or something. And uh, Is that why he made yeah. the bread? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Like, it yeah. was really not even an issue. Like, it Isn't wasn't that funny? even something We're, I remember that's a good, you brought it up. You know, it's funny. Kathy and I have talked about it in the past. We said, you know, it's not about you. You know, it's so often that we have this whole other dialogue about other people. Right. And what they must think about us or what they do think about us sometimes people you encounter people you've never given a second thought of and they tell you about something profound that you've done or said to them and you're like i have no, no memory of that but that's great and other times you're like oh my god i thought you were so mad at me because like right you know like, i was just saying that today about anxiety about and i was telling the kids I said, I just want you to let you know that nobody's talking about you. Nobody cares that much right, about you. Yeah. And they were like, really? I'm like, yeah. We think about ourselves more than anybody else thinks about yeah. us. I remember being a little kid. Right? My anxiety was I had hair on my upper arms. And nobody's looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the person, you know, like, unless, you know, people are going to tease you on something, you know, when, yeah. especially when you're, when you're younger. Yeah. But it's because it's a reflection of how they feel about themselves, and it's hard to kind mm -hmm. of have that conception, but um, to conceive that. But it's you know I I think that that's a great point, Don. Is that you had no idea what my dad was thinking and feeling. No clue. You know. Nico. You know. So and I'm always so thinking, oh my God, we're the worst in the neighborhood. Everybody talks about us because we don't mow our lawn or didn't bring our nobody cans cares. up. Nobody cares. Nobody like, talks about that. I'll call up, you know, my boyfriend. You better bring those cans up. Everybody's talking about us because our can it's been two days and our cans are. Nobody's talking. Nobody's about talking about, that. about nobody you. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. When you don't mow your lawn, it makes us look good. So why would we buy, <laughs> why would we want you to mow your lawn? That's true. <laughs> so don't worry about it. Absolutely, don't worry about it. But it's so true. It's like nobody's really thinking about it. like like unless somebody somebody's bringing something to your attention. Right. 
How many times do we lay in bed fixating because we did something at work that was ridiculous? Other people may be laughing about it, but they're still going on their day. Some people don't even know about it. And then you sit here and you consume all of your energy based on something that isn't real. And that's where a lot of our anxiety comes from. Yeah, for real. false, False. False what? Expectations, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Appearing real. Thank you. <laughs> Andrew's like, yeah, yeah, I can remember. False expectations appearing real. That's what it is. Yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. There was another story I wanted to tell. We had so many stories. Oh, done. my gosh. Um, we talked a little bit about mom. Like, while Marianne had a little single moment and mom wanted to say, she asked how your love life was yeah. all the time and how is that okay okay yeah (laughs) i was like what's happening no we're not talking about that stuff we talked about off the mic i got freaked out but it 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 brought back a memory that my mom used to live vicariously through me when i she allowed me she and my dad like i always had good grades and i always had a job and i realized long ago i i have figured out every system like i i can i can work any game I, I can figure out the game. And I figured out the game with my parents that if I was honest and I kept up my end of the bargain, which was work ethic, grades, I had freedom. Yeah. And my mom used to say, tell me when to worry. So I was very honest. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to Boston with my friends, Ken and Anthony, and we're going to see a band. I'll be back Monday morning for school. And I would have left Friday. She would have been okay with that because she knew the pe- players, da, da, da. But I noticed that once I became sexually active, which was much later than most of my friends and when I was in my 20s, my mom would smell me when I came Ew, home. Donna, not that's like, not inappropriate. No, not, appro- not in that way. Oh. She was always oh, like, Jesus. no, she would. She could smell <laughs> drinking, crazy oh. sex, do you remember when I had I sex with talk, a woman for the first time? I don't want to talk about this. I, I don't want to talk about and this. And mom said, something's different. You smell different. That's, first of all, this is going to get edited out. This it is, is not going to get edited so out. It's gross. my life. It's not oh gross. Oh, my God. It wasn't, it wasn't sniffing my underwear, you weirdo. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, it was she just knew. The, she knew. It was, it, it was an air That's- about me. There was something about me, whether it was somebody else's house. Or oh, some, okay. you know what I mean? Right, you gonna, weirdo, gutterhead. No, I, I didn't. So. I just wanted to just, I just was weird. Just mom smelling, period. She would smell, and she would smell different people. But the first time I that's was like, with a woman uh, that's overnight, a Mediterranean thing. She, I walked in and she was like, oh, no, no. Don't tell me you were just hanging out. I know you were in another woman's bed <gasps> because it smelled good. I smelled like good sheets. She told me this. I smelled like fabric softener. Oh my god! She's like, I know, I know you, and I was like, Oh my god, mom! I don't want to talk but about it. I have it. to say, I have to say that mom did do stuff like that. She'd look at me and she goes, She had a sixth sense. She did. Yeah, she was. She was. We don't like to give her too much credit for that, but yeah, yeah she I've was. I've never heard you guys say that before. Well, she never. She never really used. She didn't so really big. cultivate. She didn't cultivate it enough. I think she was enough of a believer. I don't know. 
but she did have her moments. She but believed a but lot. she was she loved Colombo. Listen, the one thing I can say about mom is that she could solve any fucking mystery. I mean, she did She's miss brilliant. her calling for solving murder mysteries because she actually used to, I think I've talked about this on the podcast. She actually, my dad would take her to murder mystery weekends. She always came back with the awards. She always came back to the awards. The same company would tour the Hudson Valley. Yeah. Eventually they would find out that my mom had a ticket. They would contact her ahead of time and say, okay, if we put you in the show and give you a character, will you not solve it within five minutes? Yes. Yes, she had the, she, the show. They yeah. did. She did. She got a little. solved it. My mom read Ellery Queen used yeah. to have a little paper magazine yeah. that get mailed to you. Okay. She read every single one. She had stacks and stacks and stacks of them. She watched every Columbo, Ironside, fucking, you know. She was, she, she was wrote. really, she, she was really. So she could look at a crowd. And I have a little bit of that. Like, I think that's why I'm very good at my job. Like, I can look at a crowd of a thousand people and I can tell who's going to be the problem. And it's not a stereotype. Sometimes it's like, oh gosh, those two women have been drinking way too much wine at dinner and they're in their 60s. Like, I know, you know, those two are going to be a problem. Like, I, I just have a sixth sense about a crowd like that. And I think it comes from my mom. My that's mom, why mom said, don't lie to me. Yeah. Because right. if she, she so knew, not. and then she'd be really mad. And that's mad. the game I figured out, like being honest with her. Yeah. And there, she, and she, I will give her this credit too. There were times when I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. And she would respect that. The, the flip side of that is that my mom had a traumatic, terrible childhood, terrible until she married my dad. She had, like the worst things happen to little girls, little boys, little and little people, like the worst. And she never healed from that. Yeah. And she, because of that, it didn't really make her a great uh, mom to us when we became adults. She was a, she was fine. Fantastic. As kids. kids. Yeah. We but when we came into adulthood and we recognized her dysfunctional patterns and called her out on them and wanted to be better about them she was in denial about it so when it came to my own sexual abuse um from people she didn't believe me and also thought no big deal because hers was so much worse mm. yeah she was uh, kidnapped as a child oh and yeah. she was sexually abused by the headmaster of the school because she was a scholarship kid and she was sexually abused every day, eight years old. Mm. So as an 18-year-old and my piano teacher decides to put his tongue down my throat when I turn 18 and I'm traumatized by it, mom's like, you're a fucking adult. Like, tell, like kick him in the nuts and get over it. But she also didn't believe me. He was a nice man. So there's the flip side to that. Like, mom was incredibly savvy from her traumatic life it made her street smart beyond anybody i ever knew my mom had no fucking fear she didn't lock her door at night <laughs> she didn't lock her door. <laughs> do you know the story about when some guy wandered in here in the middle I of the was night just thinking about no, that thing. yeah so. you don't know this i don't know when that was yeah. it was uh i would say before so i would say so i love 2010 yeah 2010 so, before I here. yeah yeah so Mom never locked the door because her feeling was that there's always somebody out there who needs help, needs a place to stay. And there were definitely times when my friends would, I'd come home from work and my friends are on the couch. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, they're like, my mom was like, you knew 
we had an open house. So, right. so <laughs> mom never locked the door. There it was, drive me crazy. There was a man who lived in your neighborhood who was not mentally all there. Yes. And <laughs> mom. I do know this. You yeah. do know this. Yep. Mom woke up in the middle of the night. Mom always slept on her side and she was a big woman. He was sitting on her hip. And you know what? <laughs> My mom didn't scream. She said, what do you want? <laughs> and he yeah. gave this gibberish answer. And dad got and the dad rope. freaked out. Dad was Your like. dad's the one that told me. Yeah. yeah, dad fucking freaked out. He got the rope. He had the yellow rope. <laughs> he <laughs> like, was what like, what are you doing? rope. <laughs> and chased him out. And they called the cops. Right. And my mom still didn't want to lock the door. My dad started insisting on locking yeah. the door. Yeah. That's a hard habit when, you know, it's like, you know. But now I understand why she locked, doesn't lock the door. Anyway, this I is mom's story. I house growing up. I know. We didn't have a key. Isn't that the oddest thing? Well, the door was always open. Always no, open. It's always open. But that's not like now. Now that we have double locks. Yeah, and yeah neither one of us live that we, way. No, I don't live that I way. I don't have an open. I don't have I an don't open. have an unlocked window even. In, uh, I don't have unlocked. Yeah, I find it funny that she always had the door open for anybody. But then when something happened to you. Uh-huh. She was she was a, a woman of contradictions. I mean, it, it was odd that my teenage friends always uh my mom was uh probably the most open-minded of all the parents when it came to gay friends or um different anything. And my mom when my friend was uh suffering with AIDS, my mom was very resourceful for him and helping his mom. And um she was she she could move mountains. I mean, she really was, but she was depressed. She was yeah. the kind of person who was always busy, and I had that habit, and I picked up her bad habits in my 20s, and I look back at the people and the things that I've said, and I know that they were reflections like what my mom taught me, and it wasn't until I was in my 30s that I realized that I was taught toxic things, and most of it was toxic things to the self. Yeah. And, where, yeah, and where my mom um, kept herself busy so she didn't really have to deal with her own inner stuff. She was, a, she was very extroverted until her later years when she actually became a recluse. You but probably she, saw her more in the last few years of her life than anybody on the planet because she ended up... Because she would talk to me through the window. Right, right. Talk to you through the window. She may not have come out of the house, right. but Correct. I talked to her all right. the time. Right, right, right. right. And it is, it is, uh, it's, it's been one of my personal um, things I've had to resolve is that I think the really great parts about me, my fearlessness, my intelligence, um, my being well read, my not ever finishing colleges and not feeling bad about it, being my own educator, um, being a strong woman. These are tools that my mom gave me, mm -hmm. but yet my biggest um, emotional and traumatic hurdles are also from her. So I was almost estranged from her because I couldn't find a way to communicate. And I know that our karma is not done. And the next time around, I'm. Can I interject? Yeah. I love, first of all, I, I'm so happy you're sharing these things about mom. Like, like talking about mom in that way, in that light way is this. 
is one of the things that we talk about on Patreon is this. We had the elephant as the animal spirit of the week and the animal and the elephant is about rewriting your history, like rewriting your story. It's like going back to things that may have hurt you, but looking at it, looking at it in a different way outside of it and rewriting it and seeing the positive side of it. And so when you were talking about mom, mm. right, it, it said, if you just said, you know, there are things you can't heal from there. You can heal from it, but there are things that you can't change from the experiences you had with right, mom. Right. But one of the things you can possibly um, alter is maybe your perception of the, of the positive things and what you got out of it. <coughs> yeah. So instead of saying, yeah, you know, I got all the emotional trauma from mom or whatever, however you said, and I apologize if I said that yeah. wrong, cause it's your story is saying this, you know, I championed my emotional self because of the experience I had with mom. Yeah. It takes that away and it just rewrites it because what happens is we were talking about energy and chakras mm -hmm. and why we can't align ourselves to move forward in our spirit selves is because these kinds of relationships, these kinds of experiences are, is what blocks you. It blocks the light from the ground, from the earth to the center of the earth to go all the way up to the universe is blocked from your, from your five foot self, you know, your five foot five self, you know, and it's like, how much control do you want your experiences to have? There are certain experiences I want to have so much of it because if it wasn't for those experiences, I wouldn't be who I am. You wouldn't right. be who you were and right. you wouldn't be. Well, I think, and I think the, that rewriting your, rewriting your experiences is, is important. Well, I had the blessing to rewrite the ending of my relationship with mom because I had the, um, fortuitedness to sit next to her while she died and during a brief moment of lucidity she actually asked for my forgiveness and based on what she how she looked at us um, I just felt like she was she she knew all of that that I'm talking about mm -hmm. not specifically just in general like her stubbornness, her unwillingness to break her patterns or talk about them. And I mean, I think I mentioned it before, like my dad was so upset about our estrangement that he was like, I'll pay for a therapist. I'm like, I'm willing to talk. I'm willing to go to a therapist. My mom's condition was that we would talk with her friend who was a social worker. We'll meet at a diner. That's not where we're, you know, those were, and so I'm like, that's not helping anybody. No, thanks. Right. But according to her, I'm the bitchy daughter that won't talk. So you ask anybody else, I'm like, well, you didn't tell everybody the dumb conditions that you put on it. And I think it was that whole, that stubbornness, that whole lack of understanding, you know, and I forgive her. I forgive her. She is the adult of the seven-year-old girl that was forced to have sex with this old man for years uh, every day who who can be a healthy adult from that without right. right in the in the day and age that she was raised in the means that she had in the circumstances how can i not forgive that person so considering the trauma she did a fucking great job right. considering the trauma right it's easy to say she's not in my everyday being a nag okay so the space has allowed me to really forgive her, to really understand what compassion is. You know, when Kathy and I were estranged, 
um, my friend gave me the book by the Dalai Lama called The Art of Compassion, hoping that he knew that he knew that I do like Taoism does speak to me. I, I do love the Dalai Lama. That maybe reading this book would bring me closer to Kathy, forgiving Kathy, or finding compassion. It wasn't specific or whatever. And I got to the end of the book, and I'm like, I'm not the fucking Dalai Lama. I'm not. That doesn't speak to me with my situation with Kathy. I didn't know that years later it was going to help me find forgiveness with my mother. Right. And so... You know, if you are having problems finding forgiveness and compassion, I strongly recommend that book because it really helped me to be in the now about the moment. You know, the now she was dying. If I didn't forgive her, if I didn't express that compassion, guess what? I now carry that alone on this earth. Right. It's right. just mine. I just got twice as heavy. Right. Who wants that? So the people who don't forgive, especially people who have already passed on, that's such a detriment to yourselves, to your own self here. I think the topic of forgiveness is a whole other podcast on because yeah. I'm telling you, like, there's so many aspects of, because uh, just because somebody dies doesn't saint them. So sometimes I can't mm -hmm. forgive. Sometimes mm -hmm. I can't do that. Sometimes I have to go, you know what? I'm going to see you when I go. I'll meet you back down. We'll have a conversation and then we'll come back and do it again. But I think that that is such a relative thing, but I'm so glad that you said specific. I mean, I yeah, understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There are people yeah. who've passed on. Believe me, I actually get criticized at work because I live in a, I work in a very public place. There are some people who die and people are like, Oh, and I'm like, that woman was such a nasty <laughs> bitch to me. That's one less person to aggravate me. But bye. <laughs> it is true. It's like, I, I love that. Story. I don't do the like, oh, I hope she. No, she was a bitch. <laughs> she doesn't she sued us. I don't give a shit about her. That's <laughs> true. It's like a, Did you say she sued us? Yeah, yeah. There's a woman who sued my job who died. And my other, my boss who's not there anymore was like, Oh, so-and-so passed away. And I was like, bye. <laughs> so long. Farewell. See ya. Al Veter's saying goodbye. Yeah, exactly. Goodbye. So, it's, yeah. yeah it's like, definitely relative in your sense of sensitivity, but it's true. You know, you don't get sainted. You know, you... you I, that's why I, we've had this conversation before is like when people want to do medium stuff with me, like I'm not a medium and I say that all the time. Right. Like if I'm not doing that because just because somebody passes and you want to talk to them doesn't mean they want to talk to you. Right. <laughs> they may not want to chat with you. Maybe they're relieved that they are in a different place. You're just because they, you know, you weren't talking to them now doesn't mean that they want that to come back. Right. And we've got 20 minutes. So right. <laughs> you want me to repair your relationship? Yeah, <laughs> to really. Yeah, really. I'm good, but I don't think I'm that good. Really. But you do have experiences where people Yes. come through you yes. want to tell somebody. All the time. All the time. All the time. I just like to put that disclaimer that people come in, I can't have you, you expect right. because you don't know, like I don't know, like maybe it not it not happened and then they're like, "Oh, well, I'm disappointed. You have right. to come in with an open mind." But yes, when it's supposed to happen and it naturally happens, it does. But I often tell people, they'll sit down and they're like, "If I show you a picture <laughs> i was like you have the same smile i can see like, the <laughs> smile is the same but i it's hard for me to say you know what that that person doesn't want to come down and say yeah, hi i think right. that th first of all a lot of spirits don't who have passed on 
don't like what I do. <laughs> if they don't like what I did living. Right. Because we had the conversation about Catholicism, which we, you know, wasn't, it wasn't on this particular, anyway. So about recovering Catholic and how like people are scared because I read cards. So if they're afraid. Yeah, they're not going to come down. They're not going to come right. down. Right. Like right. dad has to help his Catholic people who died. Yeah, that is funny. Dad is I my don't know helper. I if you to that part of the podcast is no. that. You know, when <laughs> dad helps. before dad didn't really, he wasn't really a believer. He, you know, was, he was very Catholic. He, you know, we talked about, he really believed he was going to hell. It was so he sad. He needed to sad. confess to a specific priest before he died. I had to drive to find this priest in Poughkeepsie because my dad connected with him, even though my dad stopped going to church because he was a recovering Catholic from his trauma of getting beaten up by nuns on a daily basis. And he also recognized the hypocrisy of that yeah. religion, and yeah. it bothered yeah. him a lot. Yeah. But nevertheless, it was his belief system that he was going to hell if he didn't really confess before he died and a few days before he came home to hospice, even though he could barely walk, he got himself to a private room in the He's hospital amazing. to mm. talk to this one priest, and he had to do that. But I forgot what I was going to say about Oh, why that. dad helps me. Oh, yeah, so... He came from a place of like, <laughs> my dad was also, he was the guy who was a strict guinea. We talked about this, that he told me, I have a vivid memory. My dad told me when I, he used to watch classic movies with me all mm -hmm. the time. We watched Tarzan movies together, the old Johnny Weissmuller movies. They were always on 11 o'clock on Sundays. On uh, Channel love 11. That. Channel yeah. 11. <laughs> and um, he made a point to tell me that Tarzan and Jane lived in sin. I needed to know that. So that's my dad's <laughs> okay. filter. Okay. It's my dad's filter. Probably. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he never really shook that. My dad was strict about respecting your elders and the work ethic thing I talked about. So, dad, so can you imagine so, how he was with me? So the fact that, you know, and my boyfriend... <laughs> My boyfriend always says, poor Robert, because we put him through the ringer. I always had transvestite and cross-dressed drag queen friends, transgendered friends. I had a relationship with a woman. I don't believe in marriage. Like, um, you know, my other sister has lived a very unconventional life. Kathy has uh, lived unconventional lives and had interracial marriages uh, and not, not marriages, but relationships. relationships, and you've bred. I with, bred some, yeah, so, yeah. half breeds. Yeah, half breeds, <laughs> as Dad would say. <laughs> I used to sing that all the time, half breeds. Yeah, and so, um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought again. Because so that's Dad, I lost the thing. Yeah. What were we talking about with Dad? <laughs> that he helped me. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he hated, he hated the tarot cards. He was like skeptical. He didn't like it. It was witchcraft, all that it's stuff. It's great. At the end, we At brought him up. At the end, though, he Dad just... started listening to Kathy because Kathy was spending so much time here and she would do reading. <laughs> I had to bring my... Temple on the Run <laughs> yeah. would happen at Dad's table. He would sit at the table. So sometimes, Dad, out of curiosity, you would be getting a reading and Dad would come with his apple pie and listen. <laughs> Dad! And Kathy would be like, Dad, what are you doing? And then the lady would be like, it's okay. It's okay. It's yeah, okay. It's okay. And Dad was so intrigued. So, and then he said to me, I would walk by, he goes, you make money doing this? I'm like, Dad, I make money doing this. He's like, I'm going to help you. Don't worry. I'm going to help you. When I die, Kathy I'm going to Kathy said, don't mess with my money when you pass over, I though. said, yeah, don't mess with and me. And he called you, um, 
Oda May. Oda May from <laughs> Ghost. He called me too. He called me Jesusina. Jesusina. Because <laughs> yeah. there was a time he was around when I was going through my ordination. And so I had to wear my robe a lot. You know, I had to do a lot of weird, like, you know, ritualistic thing. And I would walk around and sit in my robe and be one with it. And he'd go, look at Jesusina over here thinking she's hot shit, you know. And he would make me laugh so much. Yeah. But so now what ends up happening is that it always seems to happen that whenever I'm counseling somebody who happens to be Italian, um, who happens to be Catholic and they're they're somebody has passed on, they come through, but my dad is always there. And I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? And he brings them over to say, It's okay. She's my daughter. She's great. It's like he kind of says it's okay. Because most people are like, I don't like that. I'm not coming. I don't understand it because there's cards. Mm -hmm. And I could feel them. And that we, they would bring interpreters. They were so it would be like a cousin of somebody who's into it says, Oh, Benny's here, but he's far away. He wants to tell you. And I'm like, why doesn't he come himself? And dad's like, I'll help you. Like it's like it seems to be like well, I look forward to that. I know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Come um, yeah, you you're having a party on Halloween. Yeah. You Kathy's got my, gonna do first of all, you got my Halloween date. I did. That always goes. It's the first. Strike fart. I strike fart. One so, smart fellow. One smart fellow. So it's like so funny how like he does that. And I think about it and I'm like, no, no, we fart. It's okay. So, um, anyways, well, disclaimer, I didn't fart. <laughs> no, I didn't fart. <laughs> you fit in perfectly. Mary. I think you do. You fit in perfectly. <laughs> so, so yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate this. I'm so glad that we did this. I'm so glad you came over. Yeah. Thank you. Happy. Thank so you excited. so much for listening to the podcast. I'm so glad that it all worked out. Sorry. Me. We tricked you. We did. I did. Saying just fart. No. <laughs> no, no she, we love you for that so well. no. she, said, she said um i'm just gonna how, she, come how i invited her was this yeah. which i kind of true is uh we were on the side door and yeah. you were walking by and like oh i thought you were recording a podcast i'm like no 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 we're not recording she was well when you record i wonder if you have people that watch you and sometimes we do have a studio sometimes on. yeah sometimes we have a studio so i didn't lie about that but i'm like there's nobody coming i'm like it's just gonna be marianne so yeah. i said oh because you had all those cars here right like, yeah 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 happening. yeah no it was just the family and then i'm like oh we're gonna get her on the microphone that's yeah, it. I wanted to ask you about that day. What day? That the day that Dad wandered in. I wanted to ask yeah. you in person. About and I that. still didn't know till today yeah. that he wandered in. I hope that to help somebody out there that you know it's not about you. It's right? not it's about not what you think. It's not yeah. what you think. And how many years ago was that? Oh my God. God, years. he's he's already been Many past years. three yeah. years, and then probably a year before that, four or five years. Yeah, yeah. it's been a while. Five years. It's been a while. Oh, well, it's thank a, you. Thank you so much for thank joining us. This is the best. You're going to listen to it now all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 <That's> funny. <laughs> so funny. thank you, listeners, for writing to us during the hiatus. Thank I you so much. I promise we're back. We're back. We're back. And thank you for purchasing stuff on Etsy. Yes. Thank you for signing up for our workshops. Thank you. Thank you, Patreon Circle, because, boy, that even if it's $5 a month, boy, it, helps it goes us so much. far. Helps for us. real. Yep. 
and uh, I can't wait for the future. We're going to do a lot of Facebook Live this weekend. Oh, the other thing I didn't say is um, after we do the Holistic Expo, because it might suck ass, but it might be great. We're going to Great Adventure by ourselves <laughs> on Sunday. Yeah, I'm really excited to spend sister time. Yeah, we need to do that time because yeah, watch out, Six Flags. Open up my window